Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Gay With God podcast, a safe place for us to share our stories and support one another. How long did we know? What challenges did we face? Did we lose our faith? When did we find our way back home? Or are we still searching? The stories you hear on this podcast will melt your heart and strengthen your belief that in God, all things are possible and you can be authentically gay with the God of your understanding. I'm your host, Midge Noble, and I am very honored that you are here. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Gay With God podcast. This is Midge Noble, your host, and I'm very happy that you're here. I have some big news. I'll start by telling you that I am my brand, and that means that I am gay with God. And my big news is that if you haven't heard, I have rebranded my coaching practice, formerly known as Empowering Awakened Hearts, LLC. I decided that I was not in alignment. I was getting messages for a while now that I needed to do something different, but different is exhausting and different is scary. And I've had a lot on my plate (laughs) these last few years. Well, probably in the last few years, but most recently in the last year, we have had a lot as a family to deal with. And I just didn't want to do anything else. You know how people say there's just one more thing. That's one more thing. And it can be so exhausting. But I am my brand. I live it. I I I love it. I do everything about it. I am gay with God. There were forces that be that kind of prompted me to get off my resistance and do something. And so I rebranded my coaching practice to be called Gay With God, which is just this inclusive and awesome thing because I've got the podcast Gay With God. My memoir, Gay With God, Reclaiming My Faith, Honoring My Story is coming out in October. We're in the final proofreading part and everything is falling into place. And I'm so thrilled and I'm getting some good feedback from some early readers and I'm just so excited. I've got a lot of buzz going on about that. I hope you jump in there and get your your copy early if you want to take advantage of the incentives. If not, be one of my very first buyers on launch date in in October, probably the 11th. Of course, you'll be hearing more about that. (laughs) But I'm just so in alignment right now because everything is coming together. This podcast, my book, now my practice, I am my brand. And I'm so excited to live authentically. It's interesting that with all of these changes, of course, my website will have to be upgraded and everything doesn't happen right in the split second. So until then, if you want to check me out on my website, it is Empowering Awakened Hearts dot com and that link is still working if you want to pre-order the um the memoir just go to gaywithgod.com that is something that i set up just for the launch pad for pre-orders and that is working so if you want that you can go to gaywithgod.com that will take you to the launch pad and to check me out further you can go to empoweringawakenedhearts.com and i'll let you guys know when it changes it's interesting that as i was going through this process that I got some feedback at the parish this Sunday from a lady that I had known back when I was doing therapy at the private practice. And she said, 
I'm just so excited that you decided to come to this church and that I have gotten to know you on a whole different level. Now, when I was doing therapy, people that knew me back then, there was a large group of people that knew I was gay, but just because they knew it didn't see me live it. I wasn't out in the community very often. Um, If my beloved and I would go out, she was uncomfortable going out in a very small closeted town. We would go to a bigger place. So a lot of people never saw me interact with my beloved. They didn't see me talk very much about her. In a small town doing child therapy (laughs) with a whole lot of Baptist churches on the corners, It was a little scary. And I can tell you that the constriction I felt, the fear that I felt being in therapy with children because of the bigotry in my county and in my city. And there had been times in the past where other therapists had gotten called out and blamed for trying to turn kids gay or uh, giving information they weren't supposed to give. And none of that was legitimate, but all it took was a suspicion and people ran with it. I was very nervous. And I'd even been told by bosses in the past, it's fine that you're gay. That's great. Don't tell anybody. Don't be out in front of anybody because if anything happens, you'll probably lose your license because they're not going to support my side of it. Well, There were times that I did have to come out and I wanted to come out because I had, you know, young adults who were suicidal and felt like they were an abomination and that they were going to go to hell and they just wanted to kill themselves. They were always being teased for being a fag or, you know, queer. Back then, those words were not empowered words. Those words were derogatory words and and it was hurtful and it was shameful for kids who were trying to either stay under the radar of who they were, or they didn't know that they were gay yet. I had a lot of kids being teased and they really didn't think they were gay because they hadn't had an enlightenment yet. So those kids who felt like their last day was over, that this was it, this was all it was ever going to be, and they were going to go to hell and everybody's picking on me. I came out to them and I told them that This is how it can be when you're free of all those narrow-minded people and you've gotten out of elementary school. You're not going to be in elementary school all your whole life, or you're not going to be in middle school your whole life. You're not going to be in this high school your whole life. You may not even live in this town your whole life. I I don't live in the same town I grew up in. I got out of the whole state. You know, I did a lot of things to to change my perspective on life and to to follow the the what I didn't know were callings, but the callings of God and the Holy Spirit to get me where I needed to be, to be safe, to be more open, to get more information. I followed those paths and I didn't even know I was following a path. So it wasn't like, oh, I know what I'm doing. No, I've never known what I was doing. (laughs) But apparently I was in alignment with what I was to do. I just didn't know it was what I was doing at the time. Looking back, I can see the divine path that I walked and listened to every whisper and, and call and did it thinking that I was just pleasing myself or doing what I thought was best. But it, I, I was I was following a path, and it's very apparent now that I've written the memoir and I've, I've looked at the path that I've taken, 
I was always on on the path I needed to be, even when it felt like I wasn't in the right place, or even when it felt like it was a waste of my time, money and effort, it all was for some purpose. And even going to the college of my choice that I loved more than anything and wanted to be there, now looking back, I see the wisdom in why I went there and why that would have been a divine path to follow, even though now I can't use all of the things I learned there. Some of the things I can can use, but the theology and the narrowness of the interpretation of God's word is not something I can use at this point. And yet... I have found a place where I can grow and that I can go deeper. So when that lady told me that she loved watching me blossom into this really energized place, and I think she said this this energized person that I didn't see when I knew you back then, I started thinking about why, why she wouldn't have thought I am who I am now because I have always been who I am. And then I got it. That even though I was authentically me to me and some of my close friends and just some of my clients, I was not authentically me all the time because I couldn't be me because of the restrictions I was under. You know, I could not be out to everybody because I could lose my job. Now, my boss would not fire me. At mental health, my boss there said, you'd be fired because nobody was going to go to bat for me. Even she got surprised one time when someone did make an allegation against me, and she immediately said, why did you do that? And I said, I didn't do that. And when she took it to the mental health director, she said, why would Midge do that? And then my boss goes, well, you know, she probably wouldn't. And she said she didn't. And so the director said, well, we need to dig into this further. And I appreciated her doing that. It hurt my feelings that my friend and my boss did not believe me from the beginning. But I was very grateful that the director did dig into it. And those children had been coached by this father who was disgruntled and was wanting to get everybody involved in this child's therapy and case in trouble so that he would not have to follow the restrictions DSS was putting on him. In the private practice, my boss would not have fired me, but nobody would keep referring people to me if there was some kind of brouhaha going on about my sexuality. And that was just the fact of life. And she said, I just need you to know that, that if you cannot produce work, if, if people stop referring to you, that would be a problem. And I would never fire you for being gay, but I need you to be able to to contribute financially to this practice, because that's what you do. You bring in your money, you take your portion, you give the portion that's owed to the owner their portion. So I had to have my portion available to work in that space. So how am I different now? Well, now I'm free. So when we talk about living our authenticity, stepping into who we are, it's about freedom. Can I be me? Can I say out loud, I I am gay with God, or I am my brand. Yes, I can. And anybody who wants to work with me can work with me. And if you don't want to work with me, that's fine. Although, just so you know, even though my new business is gay with God, I am an open and affirming coach. And I would never turn away someone who is heterosexual. I have no problem with your heterosexuality. And you can be heterosexual. And I will love you and love your heterosexuality. 
<laughs> so I I can still serve anybody I want. It's my business. And my main business is to help those of you who are still suffering in a place where you can't be authentic yet. You are you are drowning in the space that you're in. I don't know how to get out of it. I don't know how to get above it. I feel like I'm just treading water and it's getting deeper. You know, you, you are my my clients. You who are struggling with your faith, who who have learned for so many years that you are condemned to hellfire. No, you aren't. And my ministry, my passion, my entire being is to be able to give you that message that you, if you choose, can be gay with God, the God of your understanding, because God is the one who formed you in the womb. You are created by God. And there was a great uh, thing on TikTok today or Instagram. I think it was Instagram where this guy was talking about how you know, hormones depend determine who uh, you are going to ha- be attracted to. Who's in charge of giving us hormones? That would be God for all you who are keeping score as, as far as the creation goes that some of us understand and, and believe. Not everybody believes the same thing, but hormones are created by God in my world. So if God put the hormones in me to be attracted to a woman, who's going to mess with that? The only people that mess with that are the people who don't get it or who don't want to get it. But if you're gay and you have an attraction to a, a the same gender person, friend, you have been created by God to be that. If you're pansexual and you are attracted to a certain type of person, it's not necessarily the gender, but maybe it's a certain type of person, that is your God-created right to follow who you ha- are supposed to be according to God. We are all here designed to be exactly what we're supposed to be. What about the trans community? So glad you asked. They were designed to come into a body that may not align with their inner knowing of themselves. And I believe that that blessed creation teaches us to step back and know two things. One, we're not God and we don't know the purpose of everything. And two, compassion and love in action is what we are called to be with each other, with ourselves, and with our planet. If we're not walking in love, if we can't be love in everything we think, say, and do, then we've missed the mark of what we are here to do. To be love means that I love me. I love all of me. I love the fact that I'm gay. I love the fact that I'm a lesbian. I have known and was in alignment with being a lesbian my whole entire life, even though I didn't know it at the time. I could not imagine my life married to a man. I could not allow myself to even contemplate (laughs) having sex with a man. It wasn't going to happen. I knew it from the time I was really, really young. And my mother just foo-pawed that and thought, well, once you get married or once you meet the right guy, never happened, never will. Ain't going to happen. 
I would be a nun. <laughs> Although my grandfather told me I couldn't be because I wasn't, I was, I wasn't Catholic and I couldn't be Catholic because they were all going to hell. <laughs> there were a lot of people uh, in my family that thought a lot of other people were going to hell. <laughs> Not so sure what happens after that, but so there was no way. So I am now free. I have less fear in my work because I don't have to hide. I'm in alignment. What I say and what I talk about and my my ministry, my mission, my path is all exactly who I am. And so that's that's authenticity all over the place because I am my brand. I can be open. If somebody if somebody wants to know about my sexuality and it's relevant to what they're working on and how I got there, I can tell them the whole story if I want to. They can read my book once it's out. It'll tell you way more than I'd probably ever tell you. But it is absolutely my passion to bring this freedom to you. So if you're sitting there going, well, I can't because you're right. Maybe you can't right now, but you can be supported along the way. I'll tell you, if I could have gotten into some sort of a coaching or therapy when I was younger and worked through where the depression was coming from. I I absolutely believe that the depression I had growing up was all about my circumstances and about not being free and not knowing that I wasn't free and not understanding that I wasn't free and that I was locked into this life of inauthenticity. I didn't know who I was and I couldn't explore that because there were no places that I could go that would allow me to explore it. No one in my family, no one in my church, no one in my friend group. There was no one. I did not know anybody that was gay. I just knew that they were bad people and that it was horrible if you were one and God would hate you and condemn you to the lake of fire. Well, I really don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> And like the like the guy said on Instagram this morning, if and I'm sorry, I don't remember his name because I was doing something else while I was listening to it. And I don't remember his name. The guy this morning said, well, maybe I am going to go to hell. But if that's true, I'm still going to live my life loving me and loving people around me and being who I believe God made me to be. And I think that guy's got the right attitude. And I'm, I I did send a message, so I'll look back and see. But right now, I forgot to write it down. And But I hope that I can get him on the Gay With God podcast, because I would love for you to hear his story. So what do we do about that then? What are we supposed to do in order to be who we need to be? Well, you know, if you really feel like you don't have support, to get through this and to change your circumstances or to manage it while you're trying to be who you are, then please access me. Find me online. Message me at at my website. Message me through Gmail. I'm empoweredmidge at gmail.com. Empoweredmidge at gmail.com. Write me. Get on my schedule. There's a free a free complimentary session that will be in the show page notes. So if you go to Podbean and find the show page, then you can find me because all of my links will be there. It's empoweredmidge.podbean.com. So go to the show page and look for my links. Get a complimentary session with me. Let's just, let's just meet. It's free. 
And so we can meet and I can talk about your circumstance with you and see if there's anything I could do to offer you some assistance. Okay. I want, I want to help you in any way that I can, because it is my mission. It is my path. And to make your life better is exactly what I want to do. And why is it important to be authentic? Because stories throughout the years have highlighted people who hid for so long that they either wound up killing themselves or they just were suffering their whole entire life. One of the things that I posted today that came off of a friend's page was the story about the singing nun, Marie Janine Deckers. And if you haven't heard this story, let me just read what was written by uh, Dan Michael Warren. And it says, on this day in 85, the singing nun, Marie Janine Deckers, took her own life in a suicide pact with her life partner, Annie Percher. Her song, the 1963 smash Dominique, sold over 1.5 million copies, winning a Grammy Award for Best Gospel Song. As a kid, I remember Deckers and her three fellow nuns appearing on Ed Sullivan. The song was such a cultural phenomenon that a mostly fictional feel-good movie was made of her life with Debbie Reynolds and Sally Fields. The Flying Nun was definitely influenced by Deckers' popularity. Deckers was a Belgian sing singer-songwriter and a member of the Dominican order as Sister Luke Gabriel. An unlikely pop star, she wrote four albums of songs, many that were lyrically either approved or censored by her mother superior. She was not allowed to write any songs that were considered sad, and of course any topic that was controversial was forbidden. When she wrote a song in 1967, Defending the use of contraception, the church pressured her touring management to cancel an entire tour, even though she'd left the order by then. Though the royalty agreement between the church and Deckers was never disclosed, apparently her diocese received her royalties without her knowledge, and later, when she left the order, she discovered $100,000 had been paid to the church unbeknownst to her. To make matters worse, her label, Phillips, pretty much took the rest, leaving her financially crippled. Though Deckers never came out about her sexuality, she spent most of her life with her lover, Annie Percher, and struggling with financial ruin, church condemnation, and a faltering career, and repression from society in general. Deckers suffered a mental breakdown. Shortly afterwards, she and Percher took their own lives in their Belgian apartment. For those who discount the damage religion has done for centuries to gay and lesbian people, to those who are right now passing legislation to forbid young people from discussing sexuality or even saying the word gay, I say, and I quote, fuck you. To those religious or not who support with words and deeds the acceptance of the LGBT community, I say thanks. And may whatever God you worship bless and keep you. Thanks to Billy. And that was from the desk of Dan Michael Warren. We don't come out because we're trying to do it for someone else. We always come out for ourselves and we only come out when we're safe. There were times in my business that it was not safe to come out, but I felt compelled to come out because I was trying to save someone else's life. 
And if I were to be fired by that, I had to be okay with that. And I believe that and have always believed that in my lifetime that God would sustain me, even though when I didn't actually believe in God all the time, I really felt like somehow I was going to be okay somewhere, somehow. That didn't stop the suicidal thoughts. It didn't stop the plan that if I ever figured out that I was gay, I would have to kill myself. I still had all those conflicting feelings. But I always felt like somehow I was going to make it. I had like some sort of resiliency in me to build me up. And and that's that's how I just kept surviving. And I really don't always know how I did it, but it always came down to a choice in the moment. And I'm very grateful to God and to some very good people in my life that were able to intervene in the moment that I needed them to be there. So for you, my beloveds, I want you to remember that you are God's beloved. And God did knit you together in the womb, as as my friend Tracy loves that verse in the Bible, <laughs> knit you together in the womb. And you are, you are God's child. And if you need support and help on your journey, if not me, find somebody. And if you feel like we can work together, go to the empoweredmidge.podbean.com show page. Find this, this um, podcast and on the show notes, it will give you the complimentary free session with me. And I hope that you can find that. If you can't find a time that fits you with your work schedule, write me, empoweredmidge at gmail.com. That's my email, empoweredmidge at gmail.com. If you're looking for a time to meet with me and you can't find the right time or day on my schedule. All right. So I am my brand. I am Midge Noble, resiliency coach and owner of Gay With God. And I hope to see you on my schedule. And if not, I hope to see you at some of the offerings that I'm giving. And one of those offerings is my faith journey that will be coming up on May 8th. We meet at 630 on a Monday, and that's through Zoom. In order to get to the My Faith Journey group, join the Gay With God Facebook group, and you will always be able to find the link there. You can also find the link on my personal Facebook page. Also, the Ask Me Anything, which is the thing that I do every month up until launch date for the memoir, where you can ask me absolutely anything, and I will do my best to answer it. I'll always answer truthfully, but if you ask me something about math, I will not know it. <laughs> and even with a calculator, I probably won't get it right, but you can still ask me. Ask me anything. I always read a little something from the memoir or something from the untold stories. The untold stories are things that didn't make it into the memoir or maybe a little bit more uh, wordy than it needed to be. So whatever it was, um, sometimes I'll dip into my untold stories and read something from there. Right now, as I said, the memoir is in its final proofreading stage. So we have the the forward in there. We have the afterward. We have the testimonials. I'm so grateful for all of the people who wrote a testimonial for me. Those are going to be fun for you guys to read. And then soon we're going to be going into the spine and the back cover um, design. And we're close, guys. We're really close to pulling this all together. And it is still on target to launch on October 11th, I think it is. At least that's the that's the day I keep thinking in my head. It, it's, it's that 
right in there the first part of October for sure. So please stay tuned. Uh, be a part of the things that we have going on. If you feel lonely or you don't feel like you, you know, you're ready for coaching, but you want to connect with good people, you know, come join the Gay With God um, Facebook group. Meet us on Zoom for my faith journey. And you're always welcome to the Ask Me Anything. I'll be doing those up through the launch date to keep you guys up to date and, and together. So thank you, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you for staying tuned. And and I just really appreciate all of your support. So if you are listening to this podcast and questioning whether you can be gay and be in a relationship with the God of your understanding, if you identify as LGBTQIA+, or maybe you're not even sure if you're gay, God has always been with you and within you. Even when you didn't know it, you have always been gay with God. Thank you, everybody. Stay tuned to see how you can join the Gay With God community. And as always, you are loved. I want to invite you to become a part of the Gay With God community. How can you do that? Stay connected by messaging me your thoughts and comments in the comment section under the downloads of the show on the Gay With God show page. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen and share, share, share so we can increase our community outreach and be a light to those who are struggling to claim their faith. Consider being a sponsor so I can highlight your service in our community. We are all worthy of respect and a relationship with the God of our understanding. I want to thank you in advance for supporting this podcast. Together, we as a community will keep this show visible and our community stronger. Deep gratitude to my friend Tim McClendon of Tim McClendon Music for allowing me to use an excerpt from Interlude 4, a song found on his CD entitled Sundance.